change in the physical Bria reflecting that. That was example number one, and that's why there was a need for the change in Abba bin Rezechit, the change, because he stood against the whole world, and he was the Ezeb, and he was willing to fight everyone on it, and that's why he was Zeich Lakach. The second example, there are many examples, but he's picking the two very famous ones, is Chana. Chana, the mother of Shmuel, as we know, was barren for many years. Take a look at page six in the second paragraph. These important overviews give you a small glimpse into what goes into a decision in Shemayim and Rosh Hashanah. It's a very, very big mix of a person's schusim, mitzvahs, averas, tefillahs, chusavas, surroundings, what's needed, how many people are they affecting, how many people will they affect, and all this goes into a decision in Shemayim. Sachana had been davening for many, many years. 19. And the tefillah was accepted at the time when she was in the Mishkan. Eli saw her, thought there was something wrong, but she was under the influence of some uh, drink, and then gave her a bracha. That's not the only reason a Baruch who caused that should happen. But that's now gives us the backdrop. That's what triggered the final schus that was needed. Elia Klein's bracha. It's Elia Klein's bracha. The schus office, her 19 years of tefillah, and the backdrop that Klein Yisrael was in a very, very bad position and needed some serious change. And that's what he's going to explain. Kainzem Matsina Bechana, Shaisa Karbateva, in her muzzle makeup of tools, or toolkit, happens to be children wasn't in the plan. Children were not in the plan. 
and to still be in a Eidr Hashem, Pez Hashem, in that circumstance, despite the difficulty. And putting up with her tzara, with Penina, even though Penina did the Shem Shemayim. Now, if you recall, the Tkufas HaShoftim was, we look at it, unless you add this uh, introduction that we're going to revisit now in a smaller way, to why there were Shoftim before the Malachim. The Rambam says there are three Chiyuvim when they got into Yitzhak Yisrael. Besides Chubas HaMaisis, Shashmit, and everything else, one was Limnes Lamelech, then to fight Mohammed Hashem, wipe out Amalek, design Amim. Amalek Dafka, because that's the personal job of the king. Zayin Amim, they were taken care of anywhere under Yahushua Benun. We had a partial din of Amalek. And then, when the war is over, they built a base of Mekdash. So if you remember, Navi Shir, many, many years ago, we discussed the Kasha that everybody asks, is that they seem to have accomplished wiping out the Zionumas slowly. They came to David Melech, they came to Shoal, but it was centuries in. Why weren't they Makai in the midst of the Ramam spells out? You have to appoint the king, fight a Molech, build a Vesemitish. Why'd they skip over the obvious one? They should have pointed him out. He said, you don't want to point the Melech, Yeshua Benun is still alive. It's a quasi din of a Melech, okay. So after Yeshua Benun died, started the period of the Shaftim. Neil Ben Kanaz, why the Shaftim taking over? It should have been Amir Melech. It's a, it's a mitzvah deraisa. According to the Ramah, it's a mitzvah deraisa. It's Machalikas Tanaim, where there was a concession that when they asked for a king, then this is how to do it. The war is a mitzvah to have a king. The Ramah passed because it's a mitzvah. There, no, there is. You need, you need Batidinim, you need police. And they had that, but you need a king. Well, why weren't they doing a mitzvah? Like, Kashbach uh, gives you a mitzvah, and you wait 200 years to get around to doing it. Why'd they wait? So if you recall, Yaakov, you probably recall, we spoke out, uh, I mean, Victor Miller has, a, has an overview on this, which I think is the Pashup shot. And he explains with it, it's as many kashas, but he says that there is a machalik as Tanah, as you mentioned in Sanhedrin, whether there's a mitzvah to appoint a king or a concession. The Ramah Pasch is it's a mitzvah. But like any machalik I'm adding to what he's saying because I want to explain where he's coming from. Any machalik is a shas. The first thing you do with the sugya is try to explain why the two sheetahs are closer together than you think. There's always got to be a machalik at the end, but they can't be left to right. There's always a mitzvah to learn the sugya. What do they agree on? And where do they agree, and what small points, what flat points are they debating? So you have a machlekes, pretty wide machlekes. There's a mitzvah to have a king, no mitzvah to have a king. That's, uh, a, that sounds odd. It's such a, such a central thing in government. Is there a chiv to have a king or not? Like, what form of government do we have? And number two, if we're going to pass like the Mandamar, the mitzvah to have a king, as the Ramam does, and if we don't pass like it, the sheet exists, so why didn't they take care of it? And they got to Israel. What took so long? So Vidal explains that everybody agrees that there will be a time when they would ask for a king. And everybody agrees that the most l'chathchila is to govern yourself because in Yiddishkeit, the king isn't in charge. In any other country, the king makes up laws, does whatever he wants. He's supposed to do it in a somewhat fair way. But the best of kings had... Uh, 
pretty much firm control. A Melch Yisrael can't make up any laws because we have Tayyar Mitzvahs, and he can't interpret any laws because we have a Sanhedrin. And he could charge taxes, but even that, if he's raising too much money and <coughs> he's lining his pockets for things that he'll never need, just uh, self-enrichment, then that's an the race of Lo Kesef. And if he wants to have too many wives, Lo Yabba wants to have too many horses, Lo Yabba Very little wiggle room, Baruch Hashem, because power corrupts. And with Melech Tzadikim, who listen to Zahedra, listen to Allah, so Baruch Hashem, it shouldn't happen. Happened with Shlomo because he had an agenda of Shem Shemayim, which was still a mistake. And then there were kings who were playing Mabdi Avodah and they didn't listen to Zahedrin, and we couldn't get them out of the throne, as we've been learning about the last 10, 15 years of Navi. So the middle ground between these two shitas is that as long as you can still govern yourself, often take to mean they judge their judges, like in Rus, so they were telling the Diana what to do. Not a good matzah. That happened, but that wasn't the normal situation. The regular situation is everybody knew what to do because everybody was from. And barring Pesamicha and Pelagish Begiven, a few disasters in between, General Klayisrom did something which no, no other civilization was ever able to do before or since, and that is run a country and govern themselves without a very strong central authority. And when they had a shayla, they asked the Dayan. And once in a while they had a battle, so they had a shayla, lead them into battle. And when the shayla wasn't leading them into battle, he would answer shaylas with the Sanhedrin. The very head of Sanhedrin, with her, Machlis Hashem, with her. She passed any shaylas, but there were chachamim around. So that's the best case scenario, as long as you can stay in the Madrega, simply because if you surrender your power to one person, if he's very good, he'll bring you up. If he's very bad, he'll destroy the country, which happened. So for hundreds of years, they had this experiment of self-government, which wasn't an experiment. It was Lamaisa, and it worked, and it was Kavaldic. At the time of Hannah, it was starting to unravel. It had, it had ups and downs, that Averis, that Tshuva, Canaanim attacked, Plishtim attacked. It had ups and downs, and the Shefer came, and there was Averis, and they had battles, which they won, and they were reinstated, but it was getting to a Tshuva with more downs than ups, like Pelegish Begiv and Pesamicha, both of which happened at the same time, or at similar times in the backdrop. Pesamicha extended a long time. And at this particular point in time, they were going to need a king, a tzaddik, who can now pull things together, and the purpose of a king is to fight Mohammed Hashem both externally and to break the hands of Rashaim, which the Rambam spells out. That's not my lotion. So it was coming to that time where they would need one, and they were sort of winding down the period of Shaftim. They needed a very great Navi to now, the Navi has to appoint the king, ratified by the will of the people, but the Navi has to first be told by Kosh Baruch Hu which one is the one fit to be king. It's a very, very important choice, obviously. First one was Shaul. When they came and they asked, they asked the wrong way. Many of them asked to be Kechad Amim, a little bit assimilationist. They weren't assimilating, but it's not a great reason to ask for a king. Yes, for a king because you want to break the hands of the Rishayim and force Allah not because you want to pop at the ceremony like the other Umazalim. And that's why Shaul was given. It was almost a job he couldn't fully succeed in. And he had his own personal mistakes, which we'll get back to. It has to do with this topic as well, about the mazel of his position there. And then Shmuel appointed 
The fact is they needed a Navi, the caliber of Shmuel, at this point in time, to be able to usher in this change in Tchufa to shift from the Shaftim to the Malachim. It's a major shift in how Klaiso is going to be run. And at this particular point in time, that void was there. It was needed in terms of the need to be filled, the job needed to be filled. And they needed the Navi to be cultivated by Elia Kain to be able to step in and appoint the kings that need to be appointed. Now you have, with this introduction, you have Hannah davening for 19 years, you have Eli giving her a bracha, and you have the exact point in time in Klaisal's history where it was necessary to have somebody born to the caliber of Shmuel Anavi with the tutelage he's going to have under Eli to the Sadekas he has of Okana and uh, Hannah and Okana, her husband, the God of Ladar, to create the matzah where he's going to grow up and be the one to give Klai Yisrael this next era of the Malachim. That's what we call a perfect storm in the right direction. So she, was the, she wasn't just the right person at the right time. She was the right person who put in tefillahs for 19 years, had the service, had the tzitkus, and all that wouldn't have necessarily caused a change in her mazel. Again, change from being barren to having a child who's going to turn Klai Yisrael around is about as big a change as you can get. It happened with Amavino himself, and now it's going to happen with Hana. That last piece was needed to push it over the edge, and without this Avdesla, we'd be missing that crucial part. But he's going to paint that picture right now. That was just the outside version, yes? So, um, Elkanah was from Shevet Ephraim, right? Yeah, yeah. Elkanah so, was a lady. But he was from Ephraim. No, he was prime as a fuss and he referring to Hashivas, Lashon Hashivas. So he was, and he knew, this is why, by the way, Kerach made his big mistake. He figured, Baruch HaKedr, she's going to have Shmuel. You can't lose if you're going to have Shmuel. You can if your child is going to do tshuva. Shmuel was a leader. That's why he was put in the Mishkan. She, she promised as soon as he was born and weaned, she donated him to the Mishkan to be, to be uh, trained and be working there. So exactly why. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly the way he was there. So, no. 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 Was, uh, there, there are a lot of machlegs in Musa Mwachevi, like Abarachai and Sadi, but not here. So, let's see inside now. It's, it's breathtaking when you understand how complicated it is now. You can have a person who can have every schus in the world, but a major change will require a major need. Otherwise, it's still not part of the job description. It's not part of the core mission. It wasn't part of a core mission before. But together with everything else, now this came along, and Rodessa will explain it inside again. I'll start the paragraph again. Her Nachala life was to be the Eivir Hashem that she was, par excellence, but in very difficult circumstances. So this is talk about unraveling. At this point, they were in very bad shape. Again, normally is a compliment that we're able to judge themselves. It's by Chazal's angle, a criticism as well, that there were people who thought they knew better. The Yerda, El Shval Hamadrega, Bo Mohammed, Ashwatan, and Bidamin. 
Apolegish Begivet almost wiped out an entire Shevet. Shekamat Kolo Shevet Yisrael. And Pesach Micha in the background certainly was doing a lot to hurt the situation. And therefore, a great change was needed. Next paragraph. Beisahi Amdachanavis Balal Ben. Now it wasn't just Beisahi that she started davening. The culmination of her tefillahs are going to be at this time. Amruzal, the Gemara Bracha says, he's going to point out soon. If you want to do this, you, you better make sure you're a thousand percent lishma. Otherwise, it's very dangerous. Amruzal, Chana Hiticha Dvarim Klape Mala Shneimar Tzpal Chana Hashem Pirish Shedibur Kaviyachol Dvarim Koshen Bamar Nafsha. She said things. That were almost a challenge to Akash Baruch Hu, similar to Chani Amagel. I'm not leaving this circle until we get some rain, which he was almost put in the harem for. And similar to the Maisim we heard over from a couple of years ago with Avlad Yitzchak and many Tzadikim in between. But you gotta really be very careful when you do this, which she was. She didn't get punished for this. Either the Chani Amagel. She said, if I get a child, then good, we need one now who's going to leave Kala Yisrael. And if not, I'm going to be safe to myself. And we have a promise that a Saita who goes into Steve when she's innocent, she's going to have a bracha to have children, according to Laman Dummer. And I can get myself children almost by hook or by crook. She wasn't looking to do it by crook. And that's the illegal way of doing it. That's all Shailan Farsham. Why would that be Mut? Yichud is normally Aser. So it happens to be by Saita. Yichud. Is also if the husband warns her not to have yichud with somebody that's mutter to have yichud with, and now it's also if the husband warned her. It's not strictly, not necessarily every time real yichud, but it's still also. And it will still trigger, she'll have to drink the mesaita, and if she drinks and she's innocent, she'll have a child. According to one man, So no one else? No one else ever did this, no. No, we don't know if anybody else. There might have been a saita who got herself into trouble and was innocent from the zlus who got the brach, but nobody else put down this, uh, this challenge, so to speak. Yeah, just that. That's to point out. You better make sure you're one thousand selfish mom before you talk to Kosh Baruch like this. Saying the person is allowed to 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 lurk into something to make it feel, not necessarily in a way where it's a threat. We don't. No, the Gemara the Gemara puts it as a threat. We don't know anybody else in history. The other barren women in history. We don't know anybody else who did this. The answer probably is because there's nobody else like Chana could be sure she was under selfish mom who can dare get away with such a uh, statement. As what is going to point out. So, next one is also Dadim Alalu Shanaza Alibi Lama. He says, "You built the body. My Dadim are here. If I know somebody a nurse, it's a waste. You wouldn't make something that's not used. Well, um, there are things that aren't used. There are things that we don't know what they're there for. They're probably being used. It's is it a kasha? It's a question. Is it a tiyufta? But she used it as I could say amigu that I'm here." I'm alive, I'm healthy, I want to use every part of my body for Avodah Hashem. All the all the stars in the entire galaxy, everything was created, there's such a vastness, there's so many billions of them. Can't give me one child? Universe has so much in it. Moshe Lamelach Shal Sasuda. She said, "There's Moshe Ba'ani Echa." The Melach was making a huge party, and there was food all over the place—thousands uh, of pounds of meat. 
and the Ani couldn't get a donation of Lashkicha, Lavdacha, Venechaz, Eitzchal, Melech, and the Ani pushed his way in. Amar Loya, Daniya, Melech, he called Suda, Shasisa, Kasha, Venechal, Litimli, Pusa, Achas. You don't have one slice of bread for me? So, these are strong words. And obviously, you uh, could put yourself at a risk for doing this. And he points out that Chana was pretty sure that it was a uh, gamble that was worth it. Kfar be'ainu, shegeder, diber kashos, shal tzadeh b'tzvilosom, ainu she'enu yachol lispol as a hester. 100% Shem Shemayim is, she wanted a child because she saw that at this point in time, Klai Yisrael was in serious shape, and she felt that with the Shosavis and with the Tzilas, the child that will be created will be something unusual and can really do a lot for Klai Yisrael. Therefore, she had a Pesachim 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 because she knew the chances of creating a child with this Kedusha was very great in her circumstance. She wanted to use it for Kajbarchu. If it were not for the fact that she was sure if she was doing the Shem Shemayim and her Tsar was a Tsar Ashina, for obvious reasons, a dangerous thing to say. Levi, who was Tana, last generation Tana, and Levi, Tamidish Rabbeinu Akadush, Yispal al Gashamim Lonena. He was davening for rain, speaking of Chaniyamagal, and the rain wasn't coming. Your children are hungry in a famine, there's no rain, and you're in the heavens and you're not paying attention to your children. That's a pretty strong statement. Chaniyamagal just said, I'm making a circle, I'm not leaving until it rains. Also very stark, almost put in Chaniyam for that. Here, Levi was actually punished. He got what he asked for and the punishment was not everlasting because Hashem knew to the change of mind, but it's still dangerous. She did this because she knew they needed a leader that will make this change. What mother, after dominating for a child for 19 years, says as soon as he's ready to leave, I'm sending him away, never to bring him back. Two years old. She brought him to the Mishkan, that was it. She is Kavna, she called Inyana Shalaben, Yir Ach, Verak Ruchnias Hadar Vitikuna, because her only Pisham Peh was that he should be there under the Gadladar and the tutelage of the Gadladar to grow up to be the next Gadladar. Zeis Reim Anu Game Dive Nivuasa, page 7. Talk about her Nevoa. It talks about all the things she hopes Shmuel will do. And indeed, he grew up to be Shmuel Lanavi. So, therefore, only because of this last reason, her Tvila actually changed her mazel because it sort of connected to what was needed at the time, together again with her schlissen, with the family schlissen, and because things were not being done properly by other people, he was, again, what didn't say, makabas chakulam, but he was able to fill this void. Since there was about to be major change, she had this intuition that she had a right and the ability to tap into this 
Tfilosa and answer, she was answered, Kibes, Kazais, Leila, Tfilah, Gamlashini, Maza, Elgin, Kamoshev, Arnu. So everybody throughout this Sugi has been asking for Eitzes, how do we change Mazel? How do we better our Mazel? If you see a problem and you really David Hashem Shemaim, you want the increased Mazel to fix this problem, that already is a step in the right direction. I wouldn't say it as sharp, or not nearly as sharp as Chana did over here, obviously, because we're not entitled to do that. Not even a tiny facsimile thereof, but the aside is certainly there. is a child that will anoint two kings. This is said Baruch which indeed happened. It ushered in the era of the Malachim, and he was Meshach Shaul and David. He would have much preferred to be Meshach one king and have it succeed. That was a big tsar for Shmuel. But Lamaisa, when it wasn't, he was told to be Meshach David. Her other tefillah was, interestingly enough, I want a child who's shakol k'meshav Aaron. What kind of tefillah is that? Like, why would somebody even, how dare somebody ask for somebody shakol k'meshav Aaron? So, if you're following along, you understand already. Once she's on the madrega to ask for somebody who is going to fix up Klai Yisrael, is going to turn things around, she understood that leader has to be almost in the same category, not as great as Meshach Aaron exactly, but we know that in the Pasuk, only three tzaddikim, in all of I mentioned the same breath, Meshach Aaron and Shemuel. That's how much help was needed at this particular time, and that's why Shemuel's Baram is to it. That points out that Pelegish Begiva is right next to Elkana and Shmuel. So with this overview, we understand what the Radak might have been referring to, and that is that Chana used the opportunity and utilized the moment to be able to capitalize on her tefillah and her yearning to have the schus to do something for Klai But she also understood that after Pelegish Begiva, there needs to be a serious change, and that change was coming. And that's why the Radak alludes to this. Without this piece, you wouldn't understand the Radak like that. Shagam Hu, the Baal Pelegish Begiva, which is the husband of the Pelegish Begiva, the Radak says, was a levy. And because of this disaster, Sheva was almost wiped out. They had tremendous, had a civil war basically, tremendous loss of life. Misiba Zeh, the doc says, Alkana came to show the contrast. So this redak takes on a brand new meaning with the background of this uh, piece. Because you read the redak quickly, it says, interesting, the Plegish Begiva's husband was a levy, and the Smichas Aparshis to Alkana, who was a levy, and his son, who will turn around Klai Yisrael. So now, what the redak meant is that it's not just a contrast, is to show perhaps the reason why Alkana and Chana had this chus is because the tefillahs were chal at a time, and the mazel was changed at a time where it was desperately needed, and that's why it happened. So the contrast is they had the chus, and he had the lack of chus to trigger Pelagish Begiva. The guy himself was almost a side player, but he wasn't. Gamar blamed some of it on him. And Alkana and Chana come and turn everything around. 
I had one more important point. You know what? Maybe I'll save it for Monday um, because it'll take me a few minutes to explain. So uh, remind me with one more comment in this piece before we move on to the next stage.